What are you reading, Alex? Oh, I'm reading the compendium for uh, Spawn. Compendium 1. We have the movie of the year. Tenet. Actually, when I was working overnights, I listened to like the entirety of the Dark Knight's metal storyline as like a, a podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to your mom's favorite place to be. We're your hosts, Edward, Anthony, Noah, and now we have Alex. Dude, we should make a podcast. That being said, it's time to hang 10 with your top entertainment news of the week. About what? Well, it's like something that we all had like in common. Like, what's something that we could all like talk about for a while? We always talk about movies and stuff. Like, movies that just came out. So, Alex, 1 yes. to 10, no decimals. <clears throat> 1 to 10, no decimals for the movie. Uh, solid 9. Find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah, I'm down, Anthony. We should do like cool. different segments too. Like we should have like a, a game, like an icebreaker, and then maybe, maybe we can read some like movie news or like entertainment news. Dude, what if we do like what if we call ourselves like spam mail? Everyone listening, we have a huge announcement to close out the pod. What if we do the hooligan hangout? If you guys are new to our podcast, make sure to check out our previous season. Welcome to the hooligan hangout. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Hooligan Hangout, your mother's favorite place to be. We're your hosts, Noah, Anthony, and Edward. And this week, I can't remember the name of the movie we watched. It was Weenie Wet and Wild. Pickle. Wendell and Wild. <laughs> Weenie and Pickle. Yep, Good name we watched, What's up, guys? surprisingly, another Netflix movie put together by Jordan Peele and... Uh, You'll see our thoughts on it soon. But before we get into our thoughts on that, we got some breaking news. Really Anthony breaking? wants to go first. Oh, right. <laughs> so, this is, okay. So, I guess horror movies based based on children movies or children books or whatever are going to be a big thing because you know the Winnie the Pooh horror movie that's coming out yeah yeah it's a set to release in february of 2023 officially now which is crazy that's like really soon that's only like a couple months away where's it where's it gonna be released movie theaters is it going to theaters yeah i look he didn't think it would because it just seems like so low budget and for like like one that would for sure go into movie theaters because it um, seems like a fan film. But what's crazy is like the director was he hasn't confirmed anything. He he has said that he's thought about a sequel to the movie. And um he's confirmed that he's now looking at directing a sla- like a slasher Peter Pan film. Which is crazy. Honestly, I think that would be pretty cool. That one so, sounds kinda lit. So, right? Captain Hook would be the slasher, or what? I guess so. It's just I'm a, gonna uh, send you to Neverland. Shink, 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 shink. <laughs> Quite literally slaughtering children. I think it would be really cool. Make them it's adults. Just an in origin story. That's what I'm saying. And then, okay, here's something else. So, X Y Z films. Have y'all heard of them? No. Yes. I well, I hadn't, but anyways, apparently they're coming out with a 
Grinch slasher film. And y'all will oh, never fuck. guess oh, when geez. it's coming out. N- next Fine. month. Next month, yeah. Because of oh, Christmas. So we're reviewing it, huh? That's crazy, but I haven't seen anything about it. But yeah, apparently that's coming out next month. Wait, what's it called? Do you know? Uh, Does it have like an official name? No. I hate to break it to you, but this is uh, the studio that made Code 8. Makes sense. And Duel. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be a shit I movie. Think, I think it'll be pretty cool. I'm trying they to see. haven't made a single good movie. But I mean, like, Winnie the Pooh, Peter Pan, and now The Grinch. That's three movies already of, like, kid ad- or, like, slasher adaptations. Adult of kid versions of movies. kid movies. It's called, it's called the the mean one. Oh my That's god! Is it called. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to fucking review this movie. December fifteenth. Ah, oh, sorry, boys. Just when Avatar Listen. comes out. All right, we'll watch it the week after. We'll see. Be we'll our see. Christmas special. Our Christmas we'll special. We we'll review two movies. I was about to say, let's just review two of them. Let's see. That's not gonna work. Well, sir, I'm still confused where it's dropping, though. It says it's free online, but, like, where I online? Heard, it said it's also going to the theaters. Really? I haven't heard anything about this movie, though, so I don't really trust it to go to theaters, to be honest. I don't know. Like, at least Blood and Honey, we've heard quite a bit about it. Oh, no, I lied. It says... XYZ plans free release for a horror film, The Mean One. What about the stinky one? Or the happy one? What? Or the sad one? Or the neglected one? Or the abused one? This guy thinks he's funny. (laughs) Yeah, um, they still haven't revealed what platform it's going to be on, which means someone probably hasn't bought the movie yet. Oh, damn. That's pretty (laughs) bad. They're they're hoping and praying it gets bought. That's pretty bad. (laughs) That means it's probably going to end up on Netflix. Actually, if Netflix doesn't even want it, I don't know what the fuck to tell you, man. <laughs> Wait, what happens if nobody buys it? Well, it's They're free online anyway, right? On like their own website. That's what I mean. They're trying to find a someone a to, to to stream it. That's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, it's gonna be a YouTube original. What are you on? <laughs> fan film. Bring? Fan film. I brought. Um, quite surprising news, actually. So, like, there's a, been an ongoing legal battle for the rights to Friday the 13th. And out of nowhere, because I think the rights were actually settled pretty recently. Victor Miller got the rights and uh, the copyright rights. And out of nowhere, they're coming out with a Friday the 13th horse, horror TV series that will stream on Wait. Peacock. It'll be titled Crystal Lake because he did not get the rights to the actual Friday the 13th name. name. Yeah, um, it's a pretty. Is there a battle between the rights? Who because like the the first he writer got to the, the right movie. to the character, he probably didn't get the rights to the title. Wow, yeah. who because created the movie? I think it was a dispute between like the writer and the director of the movie, something like that. So they both wanted the rights to it, like the writer did, and then the director did. Yeah, and I think the writer argued like, "Well, it was my ideas or whatever." That were being used on screen. 
stuff like that. It was it's all over the place. But anyways, um, Brian, who, who bought it, the writer, Bruh. Victor Miller. I think he was the I writer. <laughs> I, think, I think he was the writer, but I, think I don't want the to writer get into got that. like the rights to Jason and like the story plot. But I think the title Friday the 13th actually went to the director. Cause I think the directors who ended up picking the name for it. And that's where the dispute was. Cause the director was like, I named that hoe and I filmed it. And the dude was like, all right, but I wrote that bitch. <laughs> but I got the story though. Um, Brian Fuller is going to be the showrunner. He made Amer- He uh, was the showrunner for American Gods and Star Trek Discovery. It's going to be produced by A24, which is crazy to me. Uh, if, if y'all don't remember, A24 is the people that the studio seems behind, right up there, Ali. behind everything, everywhere, and X are the most notable ones this year. Um, Victor Miller also is going to executive produce this movie, and and. Since he's going to executive produce it, this series has access and rights to all previous films in the series. So they can mention story storylines if they want. Um, it's also being confirmed to be pretty uh, pretty bloody for TV. Probably multiple kills an episode. Which is... I want to know how the expect. hell do you make that a, a series and not just a one-off movie? Especially a prequel. They're going to take their time. Of killing everybody, it's gonna be like one person per episode. One per episode. It, I don't know if it's. I don't think they're going to um go so that supposed f- to be that a, far back. It's supposed to be a prequel to the second one, right? To the first one. Well, how can it be a prequel to the first one if the first one Jason wasn't even in it? That's what I'm saying. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll bring him in it. Like obviously he was just behind the scenes in the first one. I'm sure they'll bring him in it somehow with his mom. Wait, he wasn't in the first one. No, the first one, the mom was the killer, bro. And then she died. And then the second one. Any horror movie in his life? What what kind of story is that? A good one. A good one. (laughs) Anthony, ironically, it's probably like the best one. The best one franchise. So that means Jason is a terrible villain. No, it's yeah. just the stories weren't that great. Greatly written. I'd say the first and second are pretty interchangeable. Wait, yeah. so why After is the, the second one it fell off really, really hard? The one that's well known. Because no one really No one wants to talk about the end about of the first one, lady. Jason at the end of the first one, like the big twist was that Jason was actually alive. So that's, that's why he's like considered the main villain in the franchise. Plus, there's been like twelve movies with Jason being the main villain versus the one with his mom. Yeah, that's fair. So, how are we feeling about it? Because I, I know I know Chucky has a horror TV series, and that's been working out pretty well. So it's just it. going to be about the mom then. Well, see, the no, thing about the Chucky series is that it's funny as fuck. <laughs> it doesn't take itself too serious. Like, it well, this genuinely being, like makes me laugh. This one's being uh, proclaimed more like a drama. See, I don't think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be like a shitty Riverdale. <laughs> and Riverdale's already bad. Uh, you heard that, Riverdale fans? That shit it. ass. <laughs> Who watches Riverdale? <laughs> Someone had to say it. Have you ever seen it? I have. I saw the, the first, first season. season. First season was good. I want to watch it. I, heard I haven't watched it since, and I heard it got pretty bad. So, 
And if Edward says it's bad, that means it probably is good. So I might watch it. Now. <laughs> yeah, Lisa likes the show. I think until okay. like, I think she said like after like season on season three is when it got really bad and she stopped watching it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Season one's pretty solid, but after season one, I heard it kind of, you know, slowly, slowly has been going down and down and down. Take that as you will. All right, Edward, news. All right, speaking of funny shit, dodgeball. (laughs) If you can dodge a podcast, you can dodge a ball. None of us (laughs) dodge the podcast. No, there has been a a sequel in production to the original Dodgeball, a true underdog story, which came out in the early 2000s, which I don't know for y'all, but it is. It was like one of those classic comedy movies for me. Oh, it's one of the greatest comedy movies. Look it up. Anthony hasn't seen it. Ever made. Um, I've seen that. That was good. (laughs) He's like, it was all right. It was good. It was funny, but... I wouldn't say a staple. I don't know if it needs a sequel, to be honest. I don't think it does. And that brings us to the reason why it hasn't been like fully announced or produced yet is because Ben Stiller has yet to like sign on for it. And he has said that he is very wary of trying to recreate something that was very specific to that time period. The homie Ben. Uh, because he's kind of worried about doing his sequel to something so beloved. Yeah, honestly, so homie, that's homie Ben got the audiences back. That's respectable. Anchorman, Anchorman Two did it. Has he done anything within the last like, yeah, five years? I mean, yeah, he hasn't really acted in a movie, but he's probably executive produced. Oh, um, he has. Why does that happen? Why do all these main actors because start to be writers or writers or whatever? Well, some of them just prefer that. I feel like every actor has directed some something. Some of them just prefer... I mean, some of them will direct stuff, and then they'll be like, yeah, I don't really like it. I just want to act. And others will act and be like, yeah, I don't really like this. I'm just going to sit back a little. Yeah. They're just such completely different roles. Like, how do you even go from one to the other? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Anyway, if you think about it, like when you do something for your whole career and you surround yourself like with really good directors, your whole career, you bound to pick stuff up, you know? I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. All right. But um, I don't know. It's obviously funny and it'll be nostalgic, but like, yeah, he's kind of right. I think they're just gonna butcher it. Yeah, he's kind of right. I don't think it's gonna work as good as he did, especially like with the newer people that don't know it. Yeah, the new generation they're gonna be like, "Oh, what's this? Oh, it's not that funny." <laughs> Why that guy throw a wrench at that guy's head? Yeah, like, oh, this is about dodgeball. Okay. You know, little stuff like that. But, I mean, I'm all for it, though. If you want to make it, go ahead. I'm not against it. I'm against Anchor- it because I just want an original movie already, damn it. Anchorman I was just about to it. say that. Like, why can't they just make new things? They should make one called Volleyball. 
That'll teach him. I'm, I'm down to watch football. Just watch that. Ah, <laughs> uh, what about foosball or rugby? <laughs> Straight up, ultimate frisbee. Yeah, that's ultimate frisbee, the next the one. <laughs> Honestly, that's a pretty that's a pretty solid one to, to parry. Croquet. Water polo. How about regular polo? Ooh, mini golf. Mini golf, putt putt golf. Bowling. Mini bowling. Micro bowling. What is micro bowling? What are you talking about? When you bowl with your nuts. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Let's go. All right. That's enough rambling. Let's get into this. Yeah, let's go. All right, so this week we uh, decided to watch Window and Wild, which is not a Netflix original. It was distributed by Netflix, released on Netflix, directed by Henry Selleck, starring Jordan Peele, Keegan-Michael Key, Lyric Ross. And uh, we've got a quick little synopsis for you. So uh, two devious demon brothers, Wendell and Wild, have to face their arch enemy with the help of the nun sister, Helly, who is notorious for expelling demons. However, the brothers are not only plagued by her, but also by her altar boys. That is where do you want to start? Non-spoiler. Quick little sentences. Y'all want to get out of the way? Um, I don't know how to. I I I love stop motion. So seeing this and like the stop motion was like done in a really fresh style too. Like it's not like blatantly like ripping off like some other like artistic style that we've seen before. Like it's definitely very original, and I'm very appreciative of. It feels like a like a new modern take on stop motion, and like obviously, like since the animation is and the technology is much better nowadays, it um, really helps. Common it helps the animation and stop motion combination, and then also the visuals are really really good. That's Anthony's gonna say he absolutely hated the way that it looked. I don't know, man. I'm just not a fan <laughs> of this kind of animation. Stop motion? It's not my thing. Stop motion? Claymation? Yeah. I don't think I can be friends with you anymore, because that means you don't like <laughs> Wallace and Gromit. And everybody loves Wallace and Gromit. You know, I do like Rudolph. The original. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Christmas loving ass. <laughs> Before recording, Noah only listens to Mariah Carey. You only what? Mariah Carey. What are you talking about, bro? Anthony only listens to the Mariah Carey Christmas song. Starting November first, all the way through January eighteenth. I'm a Frank Sinatra kind of guy. Yes, Michael. (laughs) I'm more of a just not listening to it type of dude. Oh. No, not on not on November first. That goes hard. I was goes hard um, after Thanksgiving. After Thanksgiving, yes, that's when you start doing it and put up oh, put up all your decorations and Christmas tree and whatnot. That's but a, um, it'll be wrong sometimes. I I think <laughs> I think you're getting a good mix of that little Coraline charm that we got back when it released and um i think you're going to enjoy the voice acting performances 
and uh, like I already said, the visuals are stunning. I like the stylistic choices they had. Um, the only thing I would say that's like I didn't like about the movie is just how there was kind of a lack of central focus. There's a lot of subplots that yeah. some of them were even wrapped up pretty quickly. And um, uh, that's really about it, though. I feel like it had so, a lot of stuff going on that took away from the main theme to the point where once they like refocused back to the main plot, you were kind of like, oh, yeah, this shit was happening, huh? Yeah, and it wasn't as satisfying. But if you enjoyed, if you enjoyed Coraline or any like Tim Burton-esque movies, you're, you'll you'll like this movie. You'll like this movie. I wouldn't relate this so much to Coraline. It was, I I wouldn't. I don't think it follows the same tropes, really. Well, not Charles, but I'm saying if you're a fan of movies like that, like because this one was also pretty dark. Yeah, that is true. And it's made by the same director, so it's not made by. Did they also do Coraline? Yeah, he did Coraline. Mm-hmm. He's a stop motion genius. Storyteller, oh. storytelling genius. And he did the Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. You got anything to add, Anthony? No, Before we're done with the really. non-spoiler, more spoiler stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, I would recommend this movie. I would as well. Uh, I wouldn't not recommend it, but I wouldn't recommend it either. <laughs> Anthony, I think you're just like, if you want to watch it, just watch it, bro. To be honest, I feel you like not as many people... Somehow, I feel like not as many people are talking about it as it should be. I agree. I thought it was pretty good. But anyways, let's dive into what we hated about it in the spoilers. Yep. Get out of here, guys, if you haven't seen it or if you want to see it. My favorite part was when they decapitated that 10-year-old girl. (laughs) Holy shit, dude. (laughs) (laughs) That's so bad. That's the worst one you've done. Come on. It's Halloween. I can say it, guys. It's Raul. It's not Halloween anymore. It's Muertos. We're just kind of wrapping up. I can up. say it, guys. <clears throat> I can say it. Day of the Dead, I can say it. No, but um, I guess we'll start with cons. Where do we think this movie fell short? Anthony, I want to start with you because you didn't like it. I didn't say that. You said you weren't as big of a fan of it. I didn't say that either. I said I don't like the animation style. And that but was then your you also reason for saying you also that you were neutral about it. recommending it. Yeah. yeah, I also don't like it. No, I'm just kidding. Motherfucker. What? You go through the whole spiel. Um, starting with you, though. I just feel like the the story was just like so straightforward to me. There was like nothing really deep about the story. You know, and I just feel like it didn't it didn't capture my interest. Like it it yeah. didn't like hold me to the screen. Like I wanted Anthony, to get up. it's not that deep, bro. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't capture my interest. 
the story at least what about the story though where there's a certain like storyline you didn't like or it was just so like i feel like it's just too straightforward you know what i mean yeah like there was nothing it was just it was plain it was bland i think like there was nothing interesting I I just the I just think of demons and having to be their slaves was interesting. I See, I think the fir- I think the first plot with, with the demons, uh, obviously, kind of the main plot, is the most interesting. I feel like anything else is really just kind of like, eh. yeah. I think and then it jumps all over the place with that, and I'm just like, yeah. All right. So I guess- my issue. Okay. No go. go. You're you're finishing your thought. I was gonna say pro. So okay. Um, uh, what I felt was like the biggest flaw with this movie is it didn't make me feel connected to the main character. Like there was just this really big disconnect. Mm-hmm. Like it was like, oh, she killed her parents. Now you have to feel bad for her. Yeah. Without ever showing like really what she was going through that made her like that. I think if they would have made it just a little bit longer and showed a little bit more of her getting into trouble. And, you know, dealing with the repercussions of it, rather than just jumping right into the present day, it would have it would have helped us feel a little more attached to the main character. And it would have made everything else in the movie feel um, more connected, because really throughout the first half of the movie, it was like, this girl's just a bitch. <laughs> it, it didn't even make a... To me, at least at the beginning, it, it, it felt like there was like three protagonists because it would focus on the girl and then it would go back to window and wild until their their paths met but even then i wouldn't necessarily call them antagonists so it's like you know they're kind of just as important as her yeah in the end Which, there was, it's hard to balance it's hard to balance that then there was really no villain either and i feel like that's what kind of got me it's not necessarily there, there has to be a villain either it's just there has to be some sort of evil force or something okay. that will move the needle for the plot. Which they did, but that was also kind of a subplot. I feel like that wasn't even the most important thing. Yeah. It was weird. And it wrapped up really quickly. Also, <laughs> did anyone find it weird that, like, um, the the rich, the Claxtons didn't even, like, question the demons? They were like, we're going to bring these guys back from the dead so they can vote for you. And they're like, okay, cool. They're yeah. demons. <laughs> I was like, what bro all right I feel like nobody in the whole movie questioned it though like even the parents came fair. back to life and then and it was like they're just like okay oh, you made a deal with demons yeah it makes sense i mean i guess that's fair with the demon hunters or what are they what are they called hell maidens hell yeah. maidens which that's an interesting concept see like the demon world stuff with that is interesting everything else to me wasn't as interesting yeah, I feel like if they would have dived a little bit deeper into some of their, like if they would have taken the focus off of some like random little things and instead spent that runtime on her backstory and maybe going a little bit more into like the the Hell Maiden stuff and lore behind there, it would have probably made it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I agree. And then, because like, even the ending with, with, uh, Wendell and Wild and their like dad, Buffalo. He like came up. He came up for five minutes. Yeah, and then was like, "Oh, okay, 
I'll leave. He yeah, came up with that. My children. The point of that, like, like he he really he, like they could have taken that out. He really didn't have a reason to be there. He showed up, monologued about missing his kids, got his kids back, and was like, "All right, see you guys." Yeah, literally. Well, his reason was like how important parent parenting is, or something like that. But I don't know. in a movie I'm... where there's an orphan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, how the fuck are you gonna shove a parenting trope in there when it's a movie about a bitch with no parents? I mean, she has her parents. Kind of. Not after the well, movie. You, I guess. I guess in a way, you got to think if her parents were there her whole life and didn't like freaking die, they would. Their influence would be like improve would improve so, her life. So what's the story? Don't die on your fucking kid. Like, <laughs> and then hey. it's because it's like, in the end, it kind of show it kind of showed like, oh, she's strong now. Like she's like a hell maiden. She can kind of like take care of herself. I feel like they so it's like, like what was the point of bringing her parents back? So she's basically proving to herself that she didn't need her parents. Yeah. That's basically what she did. But then the final trope was about being there for your kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I and feel like this movie just couldn't figure out a central theme. They're like, mm, we should do something about like an orphan girl. We'll talk about parents for a little bit. Um, <laughs> we'll throw in some some demons because it's Halloween time, and uh, we'll call it good. Yeah. Which they should just focus on that though. Because that storyline was good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And then I kind of just zoomed, tuned out a little bit whenever they were like with the prison, the whole prison thing. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, why should I care about them building a prison? Like, I get the whole, like, like why it's so bad for that town and how the town will be destroyed. But, like, I just don't, wasn't don't really care about the town that much. Yeah. See, and my thing was, you know, I get they were trying to make an animation movie, you know, is obviously supposed to be more kid friendly, but mm-hmm. you can make a good children's movie without making it watered down and dumb. Uh, yes, I agree. And that's basically what this was. It was like the nightmare before Christmas, but you take away all the interest parts that make it interesting and you just get the main storyline. Yeah. I agree. But, um, that's all I. That's all I have for the negatives, at least. Unless you have anything else. That's all I have. All right, positives, positives. Who wants to start? This music had me bouncing. <laughs> the soundtrack was lit. I, I don't care what you Energy. say. The soundtrack was fucking awesome. Funky vibing, chunky dunking. A little bit all over the place, bouncing on the walls. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Just throwing it back to myself in my room. <laughs> <laughs> you know, never mind. Oh, okay. I actually <laughs> have a question of what what y'all thought. Did you think the voice acting across all characters was consistent? No, I didn't think so either. I was going to say that in the cons, but I just I don't know. I think you got the good. There, you can tell. You can tell where the tears are at. Yeah. You got. You got like Key and Peel and Lyric Ross, which are the protagonists. So they should be pretty good voice acting. Those are pretty solid. Right. And then you kind of got 
as you went. Um, middle ground. I thought like the priest was good. The priest was funny. And then, <laughs> yeah, I thought the priest was good and he was funny. And the priest and then like the sister. And then I think the bottom was like everyone else. <laughs> oh no, Raul was pretty solid. Raul only had like four lines of dialogue. Also fair, yes. But then you got everyone else. Yes. There's there's layers to this thing. Yeah. I think the parents probably had some of the worst voice acting. Yeah. I, I wouldn't even say it was like bad. It's just compared to everyone else's like It's just like, like Key and okay. Peel make everyone look like chumps. Yeah. Yeah. They know what they're doing. The way character, the the girl, hers is really good. The rest look like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I will say the the comedic timing in this movie is pretty funny. It was funny as fuck. It did it did bring some darker, chuckles. I mean that is for a darker movie. It was pretty good. Yeah, I was fucking to do it. laughing when it was like it makes your belly tingle. Wait for the best <laughs> part. Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of expected though with Keen Pale Peel. Yeah, a little bit. You gotta expect some type of comedic relief. Yeah. I thought it was funny when they're kidnapping the parents and they're like, You're like three foot tall, bro. <laughs> they're gonna like kick you over. their legs up. They're like, We're demons. And <laughs> <laughs> And our our three year old daughter was more menacing than you. Damn. Oh, they were getting dunked on at the end. Um, I really liked the demons characters too. Just like I feel like they were really developed. And like I said, they were funny too in the voice acting. I think just everything kind of combined. They were legit key and peel. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say they were just like they just Straight had that up. chemistry that yeah. they have have built in like permanently. Like, there will never yeah. be a movie where they're both in it as co-stars that won't be funny just because their because chemistry and comedic timing is just unmatched. Yeah. Uh, last thing I got to say is just, like, the second half of the movie shines more than the first. In my opinion. I think the opening sequence was really good. Oh, yeah, for sure that was. But after that, it was just a lot But then of... the middle was kind of, like, you know, it got kind of lost yeah. in the sauce for a sec. I feel like some scenes dragged out a little bit. I would say the second half was better, like if we exclude like the ending, kind of. Yeah, I was about to say that last scene. What is up with the movies we've been watching lately and just falling apart at the end? <laughs> <laughs> I swear I to God, like the last like four to five, like the last four to five movies have had the ending be one of the worst parts of the movie. Not the last one. What did we watch? Black Adam. That was good Black Adam. Well, the CGI fell apart at the end. Fair, but other than that, you know, solid Good ending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm pretty. Uh, the CGI was pretty good in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Netflix to take a W, but like no one's talking about this movie. Yeah, I would consider it a middle of the pack W. Honestly, it's like good, but it's not great. Yeah, but it's also like it's it is streamed. Like it wasn't even set for theatrical release. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's gonna be like top top tier. Yeah, like you tell it was me good for what it was. 
Jordan Peele is going to be a producer on a movie that him that he also stars in alongside Keegan, and you just think it's going to be a lot better than it is, given you know that Jordan Peele yeah. only makes bangers. That's fair. I mean, they also wrote Keanu. That's fair, I guess. <laughs> but that's all I got. You got anything else before we close out? No. I feel like this movie is kind of straightforward. Yeah. So it's been saying. All right. Well, if we are ready, let's get into the ratings. I give it a six. The ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how he said it so dang fast. <laughs> yeah, six. <laughs> I give it a seven. I didn't give it a two. I'm uh, gonna give it a five, but I'm gonna give it a six. Two. I was about to laugh so hard if he was gonna if you're about to be like, I was gonna give it a five, but I'm gonna give it a nine. <laughs> like what? That discrepancy, dog. That'd be so funny. It's funny. It'd be so funny. I think that's I it for this week, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Thank y'all so much for watching. Make sure you check out links in our description. If you're on YouTube or any podcast platform, whatever you're on, there will be a link in the description for our merch store. Or um, what's in the merch store right now, Edward? Oh, everything you need to get ready for winter. We got some Lovely. hoodies. We got beanies. We got sweatpants. And Thanksgiving's coming up. So what are you going to need? Aprons. We even have aprons with our logo on them. What, like, what more do you got? Oh, and you're trying to save pitch. And you're trying to save the environment this holiday season. We got tote bags so you can take shopping that you don't have to use the plastic bags. Buy some merch for your loved ones for Christmas too. Perfect stocking stuffers. We got some super high quality hats. Our shirts are super soft, softest hoodies in the game, as well as sweatpants. What what more could you want? They're the best in the nation. We the best music. I don't know what to tell There's you. Guys. Best music, best in the country. Need a Gucci bucket hat? We got those. Spilt Mountain Dew on your mouse pad? We, we got, got those. those. Need something to drink your uh, holiday eggnog out of? We got mugs. And we've been keeping our prices relatively pretty solid too. So you'll get a good price on them. I don't know about y'all, but $20 for the softest t-shirt you'll ever own seems pretty fair to me. Exactly, exactly. But anyways, so check all that out. It's It'll be there. It's been there for, you know, every, over a year. So we promote it all the time. It'll be there for a while. And um, make sure you follow us on all our socials. TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, all the shit bang. Links in the description. And say hi to your mom for us. <laughs>